0: it's time for a special edition of the nebraska prep zone report we are sponsored today by md west one nebraska's most advanced sports medicine orthopedics neurosurgery and spine care covering greater omaha for over 70 years i'm your host jake anderson and joining me today is mike patterson our volleyball expert
1: hey jake how's it going today It's uh, been a great season so let's uh Let's get on with talking about uh, why we're here today. Is to talk about our great uh, All-State team.
0: Yeah, I figure we'll we'll run down the first team, give a kind of a, a touch on every, you know, kind of talk about every player, why they made the team, what made them special this year, um, and then kind of talk to you a little bit about what this crazy season has, covering that has been like. Um, Sounds so good. Let's start
1: It has. I was just going to say, Jake, it has been probably the most unusual season that uh, I've ever covered, and most unusual that uh, a lot of these players and coaches have had to get through, but at least we made it to the finish line, so that's the main thing.
0: Yeah, we're thankful for that, Um, and speaking of thankful, we're thankful for this year's All-Nebraska Volleyball team, and let's start right off the top with the captain, Omaha Scuts, Lindsey Krause.
1: Right. You know, we could uh, probably be here most of the day talking about Lindsay and all, all that she's accomplished and uh, just a great four-year career at Omaha SCUT. Um, not just a great varsity career, but as we both know, um, she's a, a renowned player across the United States. She represented Team USA a couple of times. She was in Honduras and Egypt at the start of a couple of seasons. She was. Uh, she was able to compete on that level and still come back and compete at a very high level with her Skyhawk teammates, leading, uh, helping leading the team to their sixth straight Class B title this year. Uh, Lindsay finished with 498 kills, 1,542 for her career. Those are both school records at Scott, which when you understand the great volleyball tradition that they've had at Scut for her to be setting those records that really says something and uh you know i know a lot of husker fans are really looking forward to the day when uh, lindsay is participating on john cook's team uh contributing for the huskers i think she's going to go on to have an outstanding career at nebraska that remains to be seen but boy All all indications are that she's gonna go on and and just have a really nice career for Cook at NU.
0: Definitely, and she's one of three Husker commits on the team, including our next player on the list, Elkhorn South's Riley Gray.
1: Right, Riley had another outstanding season, 384 kills. She also had 92 blocks. Um, She had 55 kills in three state tournament matches. So, um, you know, Riley was kind of that solidifying force for the storm there in the, in the middle. Um, she's had a very nice career with Elkhorn South. They hadn't quite been able to get over that state championship hump, but they were able to do that this year. They were able to uh, secure their first state title. Riley was a big part of that. You know, Jake, she put up those big numbers and she missed two weeks in the middle of the season, because uh, she tested positive for COVID, so for her to come back, play strong, and uh, do what she did, they played great at the state tournament. They seemed to be peaking at the right time, right before the state tournament. They won the metro tournament. They only lost once all season to Pius the 10th. I think that one loss kind of uh, refocused them. But um, you know, Riley. Just a, like I said, a great season. What I really like about Riley, she's a multi-sport athlete. She'll be playing basketball. She'll be uh, taking part in track also. So uh, 6'4", as you said, another Nebraska recruit. So uh, congratulations to Riley Gray. Very deserving of our uh, first team, All-State.
0: Yeah, and our next player on the list, it just so happens we're not Husker focused here, but it just so happened that the order we had them listed, we had the three Husker commits first. Our next one, Waverly's Wittner, Whitney Lonstein.
1: Right, right. Whitney, 485 kills this year. Um, you had 400 in each of her last two seasons. Uh, she almost had uh, 500 this year for the Vikings, Class B, reach state for the third straight season.
0: Continuing okay. with our pattern of uh, Division I talent, every, every player on the team is committed to a Division I program. Our next player is also staying in-state, uh, Pavilion La Vista's Nora Sis headed to Creighton.
1: Right. Nora, um, great career with the Monarchs. 527 kills this year, led Class A. Uh, she had 31 in a state semifinal loss against Elkhorn South. She's just been that anchor for uh, the Monarchs for four years. Again, another hard hitter. Um, Creighton's getting a great player here. Nora's 6 6'2", so I guess that's the only question is, you know, if she was another inch or two taller, that'd probably be uh, even better for her. But, boy, at the high school level, there was no stopping her. She was the uh, Papio go-to player. Everybody knew it. She was still able to get all those kills. As I said, she led class A. Um, also a very good back row attacker, good defensively, uh, good server. So uh, Nora pretty much did everything for the Monarchs, Jake. Um, she was on the team last year and, and very deserving of a, of a repeat. So great, uh, great season for Nora Sis.
0: Definitely. Our next player on the team, Wahoo's Ellie Glock, and she's headed to USC for volleyball.
1: That's right. Southern Cal, it uh, just goes to show that so much talent in this state and um, just going all over the United States. Ellie, here's a player from Class C1 Wahoo who you might think might be a little bit under the radar, and there she is going to Southern Cal. She deserves it. She uh, had 1,018 assists this year for the Warriors, who finished 35-0. They won Class C1. They were uh, they took on St. Paul in the final. Both teams were 34-0. They were ranked one and two pretty much all season. It was the uh, it was the match everybody wanted to see. Jake went five sets, and uh, Wahoo was able to prevail. They won their third title in the past four years, and Ellie uh, Glock was a big reason for that is the setter. I, I, I always remember she was able to make these sets just all over the court. And it's like, well, I don't know how she did that or how she saw that player. Um, Wahoo's go-to hitter was Maya Larson, uh, the coach's daughter, Trish Larson. Um, Ellie set up not only Maya, but all her other teammates. And um, yeah, her dad was a Wahoo legend in basketball. So, He had big shoes to fill just going there to Wahoo. But uh, Ellie Glock, very deserving first-team All-Stater.
0: And our second player from Omaha, Scott, Allie Gray, headed to Arizona State.
1: Right. Might as well talk about our two setters together here, Jake. So, like you said, Arizona State, much like Ellie going to USC. Ellie going to be a future Sun Devil. 1,023 assists. She had 3,452 for her career, which is a school record. Again, gets us back to the uh, great tradition at Scott. And to set any school record, you really had a great season uh, and a great career in Allie's uh, case. um, She was a first teamer last year. She deserved to uh, repeat leading the uh, Skyhawks to another great season, as we said, six straight Class B championships. Allie was a very hard worker talking to Renee Saunders, the Scott coach. um, Allie just year after year continued to keep lifting, keep working, keep getting stronger. And um, she also did a great job of distributing the ball. You know, Lindsey Crowsey, obviously the big hitter for Scott, but uh, I, I believe Scott had four or five other players that had at least 100 kills. So Allie did a nice job of distributing that and, and making sure that, uh, keeping opposing defenses uh, guessing. She also had, uh, I think she might've led the team in blocks too. She's a good size for a setter. I think she's 5'11". So um, I, I expect her to go on like these other players, to go on to have a, a really nice collegiate career at Arizona State.
0: And our final, seventh and final player on the team, our second player from Elkhorn South, those Class A champions Storm. Kylie Weeks, and finishing up our Division I commit theme, she's headed to Arkansas.
1: Woo pig suey. Yes, (laughs) she's going to Arkansas. Um, You know, a couple things about Kylie that makes her stand out is uh, she's our only underclassman. We've got six seniors. Kylie's a junior. Um, And whereas all these other players are pretty much just about six feet or taller, Kylie is 5'7". But she's a, kind of a 5'7 package of dynamite and kind of shows that you don't have to be very, very tall to make a huge impact uh, in Class A and really anywhere in the state. Kylie led the team 432 kills for Elkhorn South. Uh, she had 64th state tournament, including 21 in the uh, three-set final against Papio South. Um, very good defensively. She's been a six-rotation player ever since she was a freshman. And, um, you know, I mentioned back row attack with Nora Sis. Kylie is the first person I think of when I think of back row attack. And I think, you know, only being 5'7", she's had to work hard to get her kills and, and um, gets them from all over the court. I mean, she almost pops up out of nowhere from that back row. And I've seen opposing defenses kind of look like, you know, whoa, where'd she come from? So she could get uh, those kills at the net, but she also got probably maybe a third of her kills, maybe even a little more than that from the back row. So, you know, we listed Kylie as a hitter slash Barrow because uh, she had more than 300 kills this year, Jake. But, you know, she was a hitter. And uh, like I said, just going on to Arkansas, um, Elkhorn South with Riley Gray and Kylie Weeks leading the way, getting that first state title this year. those two players, very deserving first team.
0: And that second team is loaded as well. There there were a lot of deserving players. And it's like we've said, there's a lot of talented players in the state. And this one I want to take a moment to give a shout out to our talented illustrator, Matt Haney, who really took our idea this year, our theme, and recreated it exactly how we wanted we mentioned thankful off the top because we were thankful for this season and that kind of encapsulated our theme here we from the start when it's okay running thanksgiving week you're thinking norman rockwell you're thinking the thanksgiving dinner and any other year we would get all these players together we we put together the big thanksgiving dinner with the turkey and the mashed potatoes and how show them passing everything around the table not really possible this year, so in 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 lieu of the big photo shoot, we had Matt Haney, who's super talented he he did the illustration for all Nebraska basketball. he's done hundreds of illustrations for the World Herald. they're all fantastic. He recreated Norman Rockwell's Freedom from Want, the Thanksgiving picture, and if you haven't seen it yet, go check it out buy buy the paper, check it out online. it's fantastic and You're also thankful, Mike Patterson, for volleyball going off really without a hitch. And it's been probably the weirdest season of your career. What what, Do you have a few stories on kind of just to sum up that behind the scenes of weirdness?
1: Right. Well, it probably goes back to, uh, you know, the spring, last spring, Jake, when uh, all those athletes – lost their season because of COVID. So, um, you know, we got some American Legion baseball in the summer that kind of got us some sports, but in the fall, there was the thought that, are we gonna get these uh, fall sports or not? There was a lot of questions. I have to salute the NSAA for the plan they came up with. Um, They had a lot of regulations and um, not just saluting the NSAA, but I have to salute all the schools who followed through on all those Regulations. Um, a lot of the teams, mostly for sure, on the eastern part of the state, um, we're all wearing masks from the first day of practice. They took it all very seriously. I saw a lot of sanitizer as far as on the hands and on the volleyballs. And uh, you know, I covered a, one of the matches this year. Jake might have been Wahoo against Waverly. And um, you know, they even when a ball ended up in the crowd which the crowd was limited but still there were some fans there and uh when the ball went in the crowd they got on the microphone and said don't touch the ball because we don't want anybody touching the ball so you know if somebody did then they would of course wipe it all off but i mean the first thought is if a ball is coming at you at any event i'm going to grab it but i mean they were even being proactive at that point so um coaches so many have told me that uh you know we played this season week to week match to match really set to set because we didn't know how long we were going to be able to play so they were all so thankful that they got to play a lot of the coaches at the state tournament were saying that um a lot of the players were saying that and you know when i see all the talent that is on this first team, and as you said, second team, the third team, and all our other class teams, um, it would have just been a shame not to be able to play this season. So I'm, I'm really happy that these uh, athletes got an opportunity to do that. It's unfortunate the uh, Omaha Public Schools teams weren't able to play. Hopefully, uh, once we start up in basketball, it's uh, some questions again, but hopefully we can make it at least uh, hopefully through that season, too, and then into spring again. But, uh, you know, I I think it all gets back to the NSAA coming up with a good plan, the schools, the coaches, the players, the fans, everybody buying into that and um, getting us through, like you said, probably the most unusual season we've ever had.
0: Yeah, and speaking of the unusual and changes, this year we had a four-day volleyball state tournament, which – I, being on the the back end of it and, um, you know, not 18 first-round games or uh, 24, actually, 24 first-round games on that first Thursday, I enjoyed that end. I know you enjoyed that end, not having to be focused on 24 games. Um, And we talked to Stu last week about the changes to the state football finals would you like to see the volleyball state tournament over four days in the future?
1: Um, You know it was it was a little bit of a challenge for us because there were two matches going on those first two days pretty much constantly Um, but on the other hand I thought it was a good thing. I think it gave the quote unquote smaller schools an opportunity to play at Pinnacle Bank Arena, a real showcase arena. Uh, from the start instead of playing at a high school so but those schools had to adjust too because I think there was a comfort level for them to come in on that first day and play at a high school because it was fairly similar still bigger than what they were used to especially at the class D level but uh, you know to play at the arena right off the bat you know to guarantee that everybody was going to play at least one match there I thought was a good thing Um, you know Wednesday was the first day, Class A, B, C1, and then they did C2, D1, D2, and then on the semifinals Friday and the finals Saturday. So I, I thought that uh, I thought that was was really well run. It allowed them to have it in the same place. Again, kind of that control factor as far as um, standardization and uh, things like that. So um, again, I think the NSAA did a nice job. We made it through the season. That was the main thing. And I'm sure Stu said the same thing about the football season uh, as far as, um, you know, was it perfect that they had all those matches or all those games on the same day? You know, some people could quibble about that and that they were at home nights, but bottom line, they got the championships played like volleyball and, um, you know, we made it through the season. That's, uh, that's the main thing, so... I wouldn't be surprised if we go back to the four day format next year when hopefully we'll have a vaccine and we'll have moved on from a lot of these things. But uh, I think it probably will stay with the four days and uh, it's probably, my guess would be they're gonna keep it permanently. I'm not sure about that. I can't base it on anything, but um, we shall see. But uh, great job of running it this year. And like I said, getting to the finish line.
0: Definitely. And great job by you, PAT, with your all-Nebraska volleyball coverage. All the all-Metro teams, all Omaha area teams, putting everything together this year. I thought the section turned out great. And we'll look forward to your Nebraska girls' basketball coverage. Thank you for joining us today for our special edition. And until next time, thanks for listening. As the official team doctors for high school and college teams across greater Omaha, MD West 1 Sports Med Doctors can get you back into the game stronger than ever. Meet the Sports Med team at mdwest1.com or call 402-390-4111.